Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast on National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patekna alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting Andrew Ivins. And in case you couldn't tell, we got a new backdrop this week. Andrew and I, we're up in the press box right now. We are at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio at the Alamo Bowl. Great week ahead for us as the game takes place this weekend on Saturday. But this week, big week of practice. And before that, boys were in Orlando for the Under Armour all-American game as well. So a lot to get to, but Drew, it's postseason all-star events. And uh, guess what? It seems a little bit different this year. A lot of opt-outs. There's only, what, six unsigned players here in San Antonio, four in Orlando. It seems like college football is changing. We know about the opt-outs in the bowl season. How about the opt-outs here? High school level already, Drew, it just seems like we got to go down the roster to find some guys to play this game. There are a lot of good football players here. But goodness gracious, I think you and I have been a little bit tested in terms of finding bodies to get into this game as well. Yeah, Coop, it feels completely different. You know, I've done the Under Armour game for eight years, and this was the first time where it felt like the event was all about the evaluation process, which is good for us. But I think if you're a recruiting fan, most of these kids signed in December, and you're just already moving on to the 2025 cycle. I think when you take a look at the All-American Bowl, right? Six quarterback invites go out. All six of those invites turn it down. Uh, and they've had to be replaced by other guys. And we like some of the guys here. Uh, but it's just a sign of the times. And you mentioned bowl practices in the bowl games. I mean, a lot of these kids now, uh, right after they sign on that dotted line, they are off to join the school of their choice. And it's not just the college football playoff contenders. I mean, George has been doing this for a while. We saw Alabama do it last year with uh, Caleb Downs. But I think four guys at like USF with Alex Golesh went through practices. Virginia Tech had guys. North Carolina had guys. The race is on to get to college as soon as you can. And I think one of the big driving factors behind that is NIL. So we'll see what the future of these games hold. It's certainly not the recruiting news. It's more so the evaluation process. And for us, this is the best on the best. You know, it might not be every single five-star uh, but when you look out on the field behind me and what we saw in Orlando, a lot, a lot of blue chippers um, and guys that we were desperately wanting to see before we rank uh, finalize these rankings. A lot of these guys already practice with their college teams of, of where they've enrolled already kind of makes for an interesting little bit of a mix. They've already practiced. They've been on campus. A lot of these teams in the postseason. Now these guys here in San Antonio to cap off their high school career. But Worcester boys, we got you locked, guys. We told you transfer portal Palooza, December 4th, December 5th, whenever it was, December 20th, early national signing day. We got one more. Don't forget about that. One more rankings release as well. But 
Guys, every Tuesday and Wednesday, you can find me and Andrew Ivins right here on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Five o'clock Eastern time, everything you need. Recruiting, Andrew mentioned 2025, flip the calendar already. And our boys will have boots on the ground all year from all over the country. Right here is where you need all your recruiting information. All right, Drew, we're going to get into our takeaways from the Under Armour All-American game in Orlando. We were there earlier this week. We're going to talk about some of the guys here in San Antonio that have made impressions in the first two days of practice. And we're going to go team by team here. Let's start with Oregon at the top, man. The big guy. I don't think you could miss this, dude. How about you, Quan <laughs> McCroy out of the state of Alabama? One of the prettiest looking guys that you'll see. Drew, he was next to some guys like Jordan Seaton, the number one tackle in the country. Uh, he looks like he could eat that guy for dinner. I mean, this is one of the biggest bodies in the country. He's going to go from Alabama to go play his ball in Eugene. A couple of other guys, Iffy Obadegu from St. Francis in Baltimore, Maryland, had a really good week in Orlando. I know the Ducks are excited about him. And then how about Aaron Flowers here in San Antonio, a Texas native? This guy's been all over the field. Drew, take your pick. I didn't even mention Jericho Johnson, Zadavian Sims, both those guys making some noise earlier today here in San Antonio. And Aiden Breland, the five-star defensive lineman. He was at the Under Armour game making plays. Let's start with Jacon McCroy. Uh, he was on the all-lobby team. And what's different about the Under Armour game compared to this All-American Bowl is we don't get a measure of the guys, right? We're partnered with the AAB. Uh, we had Hudson Standish out there doing the arm measurements, doing the, the height and the weight, the hand measurements. But we didn't need the uh, tape measure for Jacon McCroy. 6'8", you told me he's hovering around 385 pounds, wants to get down to 365. Uh, this is a guy that, or, uh, excuse me, Colorado and Coach Prime made a late run at. I mean, he extends the arc for pass rushers. He's got huge arms. Uh, that wingspan uh, is off the charts. And I thought it was a bit of an up and down week for him. But if you are uh, Oregon moving into the Big Ten, right, that's a line of scrimmage league. I think you got to be excited about this guy. You know, it's going to take some time to melt him down, but you can look up and it's a mammoth of an individual. Cooper, I think we've been struggling to find a, a player cop for Jaquan McCroy. I mean, we've been going back and forth. Uh, I think Daniel Falele, who came out of IMG Academy, went to Minnesota and is now with the Baltimore Ravens. He's kind of a guy he reminds me of. And then Anthony Belton, uh, NC State starting left tackle. I was at the Pop-Tart Bowl, the, the one that went viral um in late december with my wife and i was watching that left tackle anthony belton i'm like okay i can see a little jaquan mccroy here if he belts down but he was impressive and then sticky icky right or, or sticky iffy what are we calling him oh, 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 oh. <laughs> i can't even say his last name yeah he was excellent in in one-on-ones and you know I, you dug you dig back into the numbers Cooper, he's got a near six foot eight wingspan over six foot one i mean he's a box checker and so much we talked about Oregon is that defensive line haul, and for good reason. But I think you see him, you see Aaron Flowers. Those guys are going to be better because of that pass rush in front of them. So Oregon, man, Dan Lanning just loading up, and they're definitely going to be a team to watch as we expand into a 12-team college football playoff. On Sunday Day, we talked about the best position halls. We talked about when's the last time that a team on the West Coast in that footprint had the best defensive line incoming unit in the country. That's been a long time, maybe early 2000s with Pete Carroll. Dan Lanning changing the tune there. We talked a little bit about Aiden Breland Drew this morning. I mean, I was impressed with Jericho Johnson's Zadavian Sims, Texas, some guys around the Oregon program. They feel like they got a real steal with Zadavian Sims. He's tucked inside the top 247. That just goes to show how well Dan Lanning Oregon is recruiting right now. All right, Drew, let's keep it moving. Oklahoma, they had a trio of guys. Let's start with David Stone at the top, the five-star defensive lineman. He had a great week 
in Orlando. A lot to like about him. Eugene Brooks on the offensive line out of California, Drew. I think one of those guys, squatty frame, going to be an interior offensive lineman. He's ducked inside the top 150 for us. And then James Nesta out here in San Antonio, late ad, been turning some heads as well. Yeah, I mean, David Stone, he is all up in social media uh, this week. I thought it was a solid performance for him. He was dominant all season at IMG Academy, comes out uh, to, or makes the drive over to Orlando, you know, wins with speed and power. And I thought was notable about David, just how vocal he is. I mean, he was fighting for reps. He would lose one, and then he's pointing right at, at the guy across from him, trying to get back in there. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Leonard Taylor uh, from a few cycles ago, went on to go to Miami, now probably going to get selected in the NFL draft day one, day two. Uh, I think he's a guy that Oklahoma could see on the field relatively early, and I think that's also the case with Eugene Brooks, who might have been the biggest surprise of the Under Armour game. We knew he was full of power, owns some of the top shot put marks in the 2024 cycle. He's got, I think, six of them over 50 feet. Our guys at Tracking Football have a 5.0 PAI score on him. I, I was impressed just with his his technique, I mean, his hand placement, you know, quick and light on his feet, sets up for hand-to-hand -hand combat. Oklahoma is losing five offensive linemen that started games for them. Four of them are going to the NFL. Caden Green transfers to Missouri. I think if you're looking for an IOL that you could see on the field in 2024, pencil in Eugene Brooks. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Ernest Green, who's playing tackle at Georgia from St. John Bosco in California. Big one. Uh, for Oklahoma to be able to get that one out of the state of California. Oklahoma, Brent Venables keeping it rolling on the recruiting trail. Another team, speaking of, drew a lot of representation here in San Antonio, especially in Orlando as well. How about the Auburn Tigers? Hugh Freeze got it rolling. And I tell you what, I don't think there were a lot of questions going into Orlando about Cameron Coleman, the five-star, the number two ranked receiver in the country. I think him and Ellis Robinson, we left and we said, okay, those are the two best players on the field. We have him ranked inside the top 10. Then you think about Perry Thompson, another guy was there in Florida as well, the number 26 player in the country, number seven receiver. And then Amaris Williams has been doing his thing here in San Antonio. Big flip from Florida to Auburn to Marcus Riddick, Walker White out here as well. But Drew, we could go down the list, but I want to start with Cam Coleman, man. What were your impressions of him? Because I know he was turning a lot of heads there in Central Florida. He just wins in a variety of different ways. You look at that frame. I mean, he's over six foot two. He's got the long stride. We have the verified testing numbers on him. We know he can get down the field. Uh, but the way he creates separation, mixing gears in the routes, and then the ball skills. Uh, he was making acrobatic grab after acrobatic grab. I think this is a potential wide receiver one for the Tigers. We keep saying it. Auburn hasn't had a thousand yard wide receiver since the 19. 99 season. Uh, if you can get a future on the first guy to buck that trend, I think it's going to be Cam Coleman. And then you look at that receiver class that's coming in alongside of him. Cooper, when we were watching the college football playoff, what was that, a few nights ago, you, I was asking about Washington's offense. How do they do it? How do they push the ball down the field? Well, they got four wide receivers that can all win. You look at what Auburn's going to have. You're going to have Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, uh, Bryce Kane, the other guys you like. And then what are they calling Ryan Williams, the Alabama commit that reclassified from 2025, the Infinity Stone? Uh, I'm excited about the direction of that offense. Cam Coleman, as good as advertised. And Coop, I looked it up this morning. As a junior, about 500 yards receiving. As a senior, 1,300 yards receiving. He's in a player where that arrow is pointing up. Yeah, he certainly stepped it up from a production standpoint. Then you think, all right, who's going to get this 
these guys the ball. How about Walker White, man? This guy stepped in. We drew, I think you and I were very excited to see Walker White in person. He is not disappointed. Just a shade under six foot four, 222 pounds. Absolutely rocked up. The comp that we've had for him for a long time has been Will Levis. Guess what? Will Levis, 6'4, 225 pounds. First pick <laughs> of the second round this past NFL draft has done some things in his rookie year. I think a lot of Tennessee Titan fans are fired up about him. I think Hugh Freeze is going to be fired up about Auburn as well. All right, Drew, a couple more teams to get to here. How about Texas? Ryan Wingo out here at the All-American Bowl. We didn't know whether or not we were going to see him. The five-star does, in fact, make it to San Antonio. Trey Owens, a late add, the four-star quarterback, the number 16 quarterback in the country, right here from the state of Texas. And then Zena Umiozulu, number 24 edge in the country, another four-star guy with a lot of developmental upside. Drew, I got to take my first peek at Ryan Wingo this morning. I mean, you talk about a presence over 200 pounds, guy that can run sub 10-6 in the 100 meter, a lot to like about him. He's going to need a little bit of seasoning, but I think that's a good thing going to where he's going in Texas. And then Trey Owens, just a big ball of clay, right? Guy that can throw it down the field. He's going to have the opportunity to sit and develop in Sark's system as well. Texas doing some things, especially coming off a of college football playoff appearance. Yeah, and I want to talk about Xena. You're right. People are probably wondering, what do these all-star events do for you? And you take Xena, someone we don't have a ton of exposure to, not a ton of production, only seven sacks the past two seasons there at Allen High School. And then you see him in the one-on-ones next to the other quote-unquote blue-chip pass rushers, and he's got the tools. He's got the levers. We have dated numbers on him, 81.5-inch wingspan, 35-inch arms. I think those are accurate. Uh, he, he He's kind of one of those guys where it's going to be a slow burn, but I think you can look up in two, three years, uh, and he's making plays in the SEC. So I was super impressed with Zena. And then, Cooper, how about those defensive backs Texas had in Orlando? Kobe Black, uh, Jordan Johnson, Rebel. I thought day three, those individuals made a, a ton of plays in uh, the one-on-one session. Kobe Black, you know, he keeps tweeting at us that he's a corner. He played corner out there. I think I see a little bit more safety. But regardless, Texas is adding some talent on the defensive side of the ball. And then you mentioned Ryan Wingo, Trey Owens. Trey Owens, what a heck of a senior season, 70%. 70% of his passes, 43 touchdowns, five INTs. I've walked past him multiple times in the elevator. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Mac Jones, but like an inflated Mac Jones in terms of how big he is. Yeah, good player. Uh, nonetheless, when you talk about uh, Umi Zulu, Trey Owens, Ryan Wingo, Texas getting a nice trio there. All right, Drew, a couple more teams. Miami, but Justin Scott, the big guy, showed up here to San Antonio. We had no measurements on this guy, 33-plus-inch <laughs> arms, a lot to like about him. And then JoJo Trader in Orlando, Drew, I think our eyes just kept gravitating back to him. So many receivers, so many difference makers there in Orlando. I mean, it was kind of like the cream of the crop, Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory there when it came to receivers. JoJo Trader is just a pure football player. I think a lot of Miami fans are going to fall in love with him. And Booker Pickett, man, kind of had it, it was a guy that we just kept coming back to, had a really productive week, longer. I think the frame kind of filled out. A lot to like about him and this trio of guys heading to Coral Gables. Yeah, Booker Pickett, 76 sacks in his high school career. One of the best at just getting to the quarterback. And his performance in Orlando, you know what it reminds me of? A little bit of Reuben Bain last year when we saw him in one-on-ones. Now, I think growth potential is going to be the knock on Booker Pickett. I don't know, you know how many snaps he can play. I don't know if he's going to be able to anchor in the ACC, defend the run. But if it's third and long and you want to run some games up front, I think Booker Pickett is your guy. He gave those offensive tackles fits with that first step. Loved his ability to bend as well. 
And then Josiah Trader. Uh, Cooper, this is a guy that's been in the shadow, uh, playing opposite of Jeremiah Smith, the nation's number one ranked prospect for the past three years at uh, Chaminade Madonna. They won three state titles. I think he's just been kind of forgotten about. And then to me, what has always stood out about Trader is his ability to track the football and make these difficult grabs look so routine. We saw it in uh, Orlando at the ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex. I mean, multiple one-handed snags. I think you told me you just loved how he created separation. Uh, we list him as an athlete because we see him playing a little bit of DB, but Miami's going to use him on offense. You think about Shannon Dawson, what he wants to do. He wants to throw it around the yard. Xavier Restrepo had 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, well, I would think Josiah Trader in that system could have 1,500 yards receiving. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Miami finished strong on the recruiting trail, but guess what? They couldn't catch up to number one, Georgia. You think we're going to go through this segment and not talk about the Bulldogs? You were very mistaken. How about Georgia, <laughs> Drew? Let's start at the top, man. Ellis Robinson, maybe the best player that we have seen. And I think maybe hands down, right? We talked about Cam Coleman, Ellis Robinson. You talk about a dog, man, was in the mix in Orlando. And this was a guy, every time you kept watching him, was going to make a play, got lined up with some of the best receivers in the country. And he absolutely responded. K.J. Bolden, the number one safety in the country, he's here in San Antonio. Very impressive Tuesday practice from him. Chris Cole, we loved what we saw out of him in Orlando, made some splash plays, see that safety background kind of coming to play a little bit, had a couple picks as well. And then Michael Ulini, right? The big guy, the tackle that you're looking at and you say, wow, we got this guy at number 231. He looks like a Georgia Bulldog going to play tackle in Athens. Drew, I think for us, you look at the Georgia profile, Justin Williams, another guy that we saw in Orlando. And every time you looked at the roster, you had to double check and say, oh, okay, I get it. These guys are heading to Georgia. Those guys have a completely different look and feel to them. Absolutely, Cooper. And I'm, I'm going to plant my flag right now on this show. Ellis Robinson, I think he could be CB2 for Georgia in 2024. Look at all the guys that have left via the transfer portal. A.J. Harris, Daniel Harris, Julian Humphrey, Nyland Green. We know Dalen Everett's coming back. I texted someone in Athens and I said, hey, do you think Ellis can get on the field? They said, no, he's going to compete for a job out there. I mean, remember, Kamari Lassiter is off to the NFL I thought his performance day three of practices was the best I have seen for a defensive back at the Under Armour game. I've been covering it for eight years. I can't recall anyone doing what he did. Three interceptions, uh, a few of them with the one-handed variety. Yes, he's going to get beat. All these corners are going to get beat on some reps. But if I want a guy to shut down one side of the field, it's Ellis Robinson. I thought he was awesome. Justin Williams, two picks. Chris Cole, you're kind of like, who is this? He runs like a deer. I mean, you got to see him in person. I go back to my May evaluation on him. He was a little bit more lean. Now he has filled out a little bit. Uh, Those two linebackers last year in the 2023 cycle, Georgia absolutely loaded up. Now they got these two dudes coming in. Uh, And then Michael Uyani, the offensive lineman, there are a lot of big boys in Orlando. I thought he might've moved the best of the bunch. I've seen Georgia's six man offensive line hall. I think I've seen 
all four or five of them or four or five of them in person. I think Uyani might have the highest ceiling of the bunch. That was a nice get for Georgia in the state of Texas. Yeah, they know what they're doing there in the trenches. Uyani, the number 25 offensive tackle. I think that's pretty safe to say that's going to change here in a couple of weeks. So there you have it. The team breakdowns, the takeaways from Orlando and San Antonio postseason all-star events. The Oyster Boys got you locked in. I talked about Tuesday and Wednesday. About Monday and Thursday, Emily Proud, Blair Angulo, our friend, also here with us. They got everything you need right here on the College Football Recruiting Show on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Recruiting show live on Mondays, transfer portal show. That will be on Thursdays, 5 o'clock Eastern time. Guys, if you're tuned in with us, please see you in the chat. Make sure to like and subscribe as well. All right, Drew, the best of the rest here as we are approaching afternoon practices on Wednesday. Let's talk about a couple of guys. How about Dylan Stewart, man, the five-star, the number 23 overall? You talk about a frame and a player that's ready to play early at South Carolina. I think Dylan Stewart fits that box. Dominic McKinley. Drew, I think it's pretty safe to say you and I were kind of teetering. Is this guy going to stay in? Well, we're going to wait and see what he does. Big week in Orlando uh, and a guy that I think LSU was very glad to have. Josiah Thompson, been very strong here in San Antonio. Another LSU representation here in Kylan Billiot, the number 98 player and the number 19 receiver. He has made the most of his opportunities in the first couple of days. And Drew, maybe my favorite guy, how about big old nasty Kevin Haywood heading to Wisconsin, number 189, overall number 17 offensive tackle. I mean, that dude yesterday, I think he went viral right there for, for Mike Roach, who we call Papa Roach, put him on Twitter, getting nasty in the one-on-ones, man. But those guys making some money in the other name, Drew, I have to uh, give a shout out to our producers because I know I'm a little bit late on this, but I would be remiss if I did not mention Gatlin Bear, who is going to take a mission, not going to play for two years. He's one of those uncommitted guys. It seems like Michigan, Oregon right now. Gatlin Bear, we had some questions. How is he going to acclimate to good on good? He's from the state of Idaho. He has had no problems at all. I think he's been one of the best players out here. Yeah, he's bigger than I thought, the Burley Bear. And, and he can create separation. I think through two days, it has been good for Gatlin Bear. Uh, Dylan Stewart, let's go back to him. Uh, Alpha dog night one of the Under Armour practices where they really didn't do much. And the reason why is because of that frame. Like you said, Cooper, you've seen NFL guys, right? You were in the college side. You've seen when those guys come back to me out of everyone on the field, you're like, all right, this is an NFL player just in terms of uh, how he's built the body complexion. I thought that was Dylan Stewart. Interesting to see him work out, you know, wanted to see maybe a little bit more in the one-on-ones. I think he's going to need some time, uh, but then they put him at linebacker during one-on-ones for the skills. He was running with all the tight ends. I just, in my head, think about Nick Harbour at the Under Armour All-America game last year, right? We were kind of like, what is this guy? We love him, but what is he? I think Dylan Stewart is a little bit of that here. And South Carolina is loading up on both those guys, and both of them come from the DMV, right? Nick Harbor last year. Now they got Dylan Stewart. I agree with you. You know, I had to write a story about guys we think we can make an impact in, in 2024. Dylan Stewart probably should have been on there. You know, I don't think he's going to be an every snap guy, but you definitely want to get his feet wet in the rotation. Uh, I was I was intrigued, and I hate to use that word, but intrigued by Dylan Stewart because. You turn on the senior tape, you know, he's kind of playing Mike linebacker. It seems like he's never been in the true role he he's going to play long term. Josiah Thompson, another name heading to Columbia in South Carolina. Shane Beamer got to be really excited about those guys. We talked about the youth movement there. Tree Babalade, Trevon Ball as well. Josiah Thompson, 
probably going to need a year in the weight room, hovering around 260 pounds right now. Dominic McKinley, we mentioned him earlier, a huge gift for LSU as they are looking to overhaul their defensive staff. All right, Drew, a couple things have happened since the last time we've been on this show. I think just a couple, but we'll keep it uh, relatively streamlined here about Caden Salter hitting the portal from Liberty. He's got some ties to Hugh Freeze. We'll see what happens there. A former top 100 recruit out of the state of Texas. But the big news, Drew, DJU. I mean, you talk about a long road from Clemson, then to Oregon State. Jonathan Smith leaves, goes to Michigan State. Now Mike Norvell coming off a great season, a really kind of a dud game to end on there against the against the Bulldogs at the Orange Bowl. But DJU looks like he's going to be the band-aid, the replacement of the future and the bridge for the next guy after that. And then Cam Ward, Drew, we talked about these uh, quarterback dominoes. He's off to the NFL after flirting with schools like Florida State, Miami. Those sweepstakes seem to be over. I've heard that they might not be over, but at this point, <laughs> they are. But, Drew, your reaction to Florida State landing DJU? I think it's kind of perfect, right? And I uh, wrote that I thought Brock Glenn was the perfect fit for what Mike Norvell wanted to do on offense. We got a little bit of Brock Glenn here in the 2023 season, uh, and he's going to need some time, right? So now you bring in DJU, uh, you're able, he's, he's, he's the dude in 2024, but I think if you're Florida state look towards 2025, it'll be Brock Glenn versus Luke Cromenhawk, who was supposed to be at the all American bowl, but decided to go through orange bowl practices with the Seminoles. I think for Florida state, that future of that room looks extremely bright which wasn't always the case there in Tallahassee prior to Mike Norvell. So I love that fit. Uh, and then Cooper, i interested to hear what you think Miami should do at quarterback. You know, uh, we, we got, uh, what's his name? Who, who announced that he's coming back? I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, 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 Ja'Curry on the Brown. guy that said he's coming yeah. back. Yeah. Ja'Curry Brown. I mean, I've long been a Ja'Curry fan. Thought you saw some flashes there in, in the pinstripe bowl. Uh, but you know, that, that does remain a question mark for Miami, right? We loved what they did in the, in the 23 cycle, this 24 cycle looks like it's going to be full of some guys that can play as freshmen. Uh, so, you know, what, what is Mario going to do there? Uh, we've heard the name Malachi Nelson, right? The former five-star in the 2023 cycle. We saw Miller Moss kind of ball out in the holiday bowl against Louisville. So we'll see what happens there. Ty Thompson, maybe another name to consider if you're Mario Cristobal. Listen, I love Ja'Curry Brown coming back. You saw a little bit of a limited sample size in the bowl game against Rutgers. I think they need to add another arm. I think Mario Cristobal will be aggressive. Listen, they pursued Cam Ward. That's all you can do. Florida State did the same thing. And credit to Florida State moving quick right? That's a nice little pivot to go from Cam Ward to DJU there and then a bridge for that quarterback room in the future. You still got Will Howard uh, also on the market as well. Seems like Ohio State's starting to pick it up with him. So we'll see. Uh, certainly NIL going to be really important when it comes to the quarterbacks left on the market. So we'll see what happens there with Miami, a couple of other teams looking out for a quarterback. Drew, before I get you out of here, we just got done with the morning practice. We got the joint practice coming up here in the afternoon. I know we had the script already ready yesterday afternoon so i'm, I'm going to put it out there for you any guys uh, really kind of turning your head this morning that you want to make sure you get a shout out to cooper cousins right offensive lineman uh, signed with penn state i think we didn't have much of any verified information on him he checks in on monday uh our guys hudson standish gay brooks are like man number one he's got a 20 inch neck but he's six foot five and he plays center a little bit of some inside run this this morning for the East team. I thought he was dominant there. LJ McCray, who signed with Florida. I mean, he is a, a tall drink of water. 
really active with the hands, excited to see what he's going to do throughout the week. So really those two for me, Cooper, what about you? Anyone else you want to shout out? Yeah, I like Christian Bentenker, Drew. I think is a guy that you've had circled That's my guy. the evaluation process, right? The, the, the tight end going to Clemson. He had a great day. And listen, nothing he does is very sexy, but for a tight end position, it's all about suddenness, being able to create separation consistently at the top of the route. He also catches everything that comes to him. I think a couple other guys uh, that you look at, how about Courtney Crutchfield, right? Going to Missouri. We all wondered what Eli Drinkowitz was going to do when they lost out on Ryan Wingo. Courtney Crutchfield, I'll tell you this, if that guy's a consolation prize, sign me up for consolation prizes down the line. That is a huge get for Eli Drinkowitz. And then Kingston, Billy Amu Asa, another guy that I know turned heads for you guys in yesterday's practice. I got to see him for the first time today. You talk about instincts, key and diagnose, being able to find the football. He is always around it. That is a huge pickup for Marcus Freeman. So there you go. All the names. We tried to empty the clip there, and I think we did a pretty good job. But if you want some more from the All-American Bowl and the coverage in Orlando, in case you missed it, you can follow 24-7 Sports. Our team here doing a fantastic job keeping you covered. The game will be on Saturday. We'll have a lot more here in San Antonio the rest of the week. Guys, we appreciate you joining us. As always, make sure to like and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. For Andrew Ivins, I'm Cooper Patagna. We'll see you next week.